Hello and welcome to Bruin 101, a daily Bruin podcast that is made by Bruins for Bruins. In this series, we hope to help students and prospective students learn about and adapt to UCLA by providing insight into the school, sharing helpful tips, and discussing concerns. In this episode, we will be talking about UCLA dining and breaking down how meal plans work and all the different places you can get food. I'm Kyla Ventura, one of the podcast producers. I'm Sonia, another one of the producers. And I'm Wendy. So before we talk about the dining halls, I just want to explain a little bit about the different meal plan options. So there are two parts of the meal plan, and the first part is the number of meals per week, and then the second part is the type of plan. For the options for the number of meals per week, they are 11, 14, and 19. So you choose one of these numbers and then the type of meal plan to go along with it. So we have two meal plans, which is the regular and premium, which we usually refer to as R&P. For R, you're only able to swipe once per meal period and your swipes don't carry over each week. So if you don't use them up, they're just gone. For example, if you have like 14 R and you only ate 12 meals that week, then those two extra swipes will not carry over. But this is not the case with P because you get all your swipes at the beginning of the quarter and then you have until finals week to use them up. And so you're able to swipe as many times as you want within a meal period. What meal plan did you guys have? So for me personally, I'm currently on the 11P meal plan. I also have the 11P and I really like it because I go home a lot and um, I'm gluten free. So sometimes there's nothing for me to eat. And so I just I like that it carries over to the next week. So I had 19R, which meant I was only able to swipe once per meal period. And as someone who eats all like meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I thought this was really great. Except I, as the year went on, I kind of regretted this decision because I actually didn't eat breakfast as much as I thought I did, or I could easily find food to eat for breakfast. So I didn't feel it was necessary for 19R. If I were to be on a meal plan next year, I would have chosen something like 14P or 11R just because I do eat more... I eat out more frequently than I thought. Yeah, I definitely have the same feelings of uh, as Wendy when I went into choosing a meal plan because I know that I would have wanted to eat off campus more, especially considering last year, which is my first year. And sometimes that um, I probably won't be able to make the effort to walk out and have breakfast in the morning. So I chose 11P and I ended up really liking it because another common situation that I realized that a lot of students run into is that they have a huge excess of meals at the end of the quarter. So a lot of people think that they're eating regular meals, but sometimes during weekends, they go out and they forget about the meals that they actually spent on campus. So then at the end of the year, a lot of people end up with like 10 of meals left over. And at like near week eight to week 10, you just see people using like an upwards of like five to seven swipes per meal. So, and, and plus, it's actually pretty easy to change your meal plan if you wanted to between quarters. So I would actually say that it would be easier to start with a smaller meal plan and then move up the scale if you feel like it's not enough for you. You are able to change your meal plan in the middle of a quarter. There is a uh, fee though, even in the middle of the quarter and in between quarters as well. And it's honestly not the greatest idea, I feel like, to switch meal plans because there is a fee on top of the price difference. So it might not necessarily be worth it at the time if you do decide to switch. So I think it is important to decide at the beginning of quarters what you think will work best. Yeah, to add on that note, you're also always able to pay for food with your own money. You can add money to your Bruin card and pay for it that way. Some places even take credit card. This is at the takeout places. For the dining halls, you can only swipe with your Bruin card which is why it's nice to have those swipes. 
So now that we're talking about dining halls, so dining halls are all you can eat, kind of like a buffet style. Um, various stations serve different kinds of food, and you go pick up pick them up with plates. They usually pre-portion them for you. In some places, you can grab things yourself and put it on your own plate. But if there's not enough food, you can always just go back for more. And so first up, I guess we can talk about Denev Dining. This is open for all meals, breakfast through dinner. None of the dining halls do extend a dinner. And so Denev serves like American food, burgers, pizza, mashed potatoes, and assorted meat with mashed potatoes. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Denev? So I mentioned earlier that I'm gluten-free. So um, I had to like provide a doctor's note um, that said that I need to eat gluten-free. And then that gives me access um, because of an allergy. And that gives me access to the gluten-free pantry. So Denev has a gluten-free pantry. And so um, I go there if I want, like, the gluten-free pantry offers, like, Amy's um, frozen meals pretty much. And those aren't certified, so I don't know if you have celiac disease, if you should be eating them, or most of them. But, um, but I've noticed that I do get sick from any of the food there. So I don't really, I don't like Denev. <laughs> Personally, I'm not the biggest fan of Denev either. I remember at the start of the quarter or my first quarter, everybody was rushing to get there because they were saying that um, the food was really nice. And the only reason I went along was because I really liked fries. And as a side note, I'm also vegetarian. And I would say one good thing about Denev is that there are surprisingly a lot of vegetarian options if you do look out for them and pay attention to them. And I remember this one time I went, there was this really good... Um, I think it was an Indian curry and rice that they served, but then, or some other curry and rice, but it only came up once and never happened again. But um, in general, I don't go to Denev that much, mainly because it's not that close to where I live. And also, most of the times after I eat, I feel pretty full and pretty bloated after that. And I think it has to do with how, when most of the time I'm there, even though they have a lot of vegetarian options, they're still pretty heavy options, such as like, burgers or just really huge portions like mashed potatoes and other american style food so i would say it's not my favorite either what about you wendy yeah i'm also on the same boat i don't really like denev either especially on the location part it is definitely one of the further dining halls to where i'm located and yeah i'm also not the biggest on american food i would say what denev has the best though is pizza i think no other place serves the better as good pizza as denev does um, and I think they have the biggest salad bar. They have the greatest variety of things to get at the salad, uh, at Denev Dining, so that's good. So instead of Denev, I'd say I'm more of an Epicuria person. So Epicuria is Mediterranean food. They serve pasta, they also serve pizza, and kind of like an assortment of potatoes is something that I remember. And Epicuria is the only dining hall that isn't open for breakfast, so they just do lunch and dinner. Um, I think one of the best things they have is just the pasta. Can't think of anything else in particular. What about you guys? Sometimes they have um, chicken and it has like a green sauce on it. And I'm not sure what it's called. But that's gluten-free and I really like it. But that's pretty much, that's it for me. What about you, Sonia? Yeah, I quite like Epicure as well. I would say compared to B-Plate and Denev, they have relatively less vegetarian options actually. But the pastas are always really good. And I remember near the end of the last spring quarter as well, they started doing a build-your-own-pasta bar thing as well. So that allowed a lot of students to 
um, have freedom in terms of what kind of pasta they wanted, even though that really hugely increased the lines. And I think one thing that I really remember about Epicuri is that their rice is always really good. So they serve different uh, Mediterranean-style uh, rice, as well as with other veg veggies along with it. And I remember really liking it. And they also serve pretty good soup. So there's a Tuscan bean soup, I think, that I go for a lot. So yeah, but moving on, I think my favorite is actually B-Plate. And I know B-Plate is a really controversial dining hall, but obviously being vegetarian, I think B-Plate is one of the places where I can eat and then not really worry about what I'm actually getting or having to go ahead and ask staff uh, about clarifying the menus. And I think another thing about B-Plate is that I really like that it had has like a huge fruit bar and dessert option because I'm personally a huge dessert person and most days if not all they serve frozen yogurt there's a variety of uh, cereal that they serve all day because obviously they do breakfast um, and they have really good chocolate tarts or cheese tarts and I remember the cheese tarts only came for one day as well and then I never saw them again so that was pretty disappointing but overall they have pretty good dessert what do you guys think about B plate I agree with Sonia's statement that B-Plate is definitely a controversial opinion of whether you like it or not. So I'm on the other side. I am a B-Plate hater. Uh, B-Plate mainly serves healthy food. So for me, I feel like I do tend to eat pretty healthy, but B-Plate is an extreme. Uh, so B-Plate serves things like brown rice and like vegetables that are just like lightly sauteed and just kind of like salted. Uh, other things they serve are like proteins that they aren't like really heavy on like saucing and like flavoring. And it's definitely the go-to place for people that want to diet or that frequent the gym. So since I'm not in either one of those categories, I would not say I'm the biggest fan. I know B-Plate, since B-Plate and Denev are the only options for breakfast, I do prefer B-Plate because it is a little bit lighter than Denev breakfast. And so they would serve things like lentil pancakes or carrot pancakes, which can definitely be a hit or miss. So I'm on Sonia's side. Um, <laughs> I love B-Plate. And I think, like you said, because there's no sauce or anything, I can usually, um, almost every time, eat the chicken, which I really like appreciate. And then I'll like, get it with brown rice. And then they usually have broccoli or green beans or something. And then they also have a really big salad bar, which I love. And then each of the dining halls have um, like a big like fruit bar, which is also fun. And then B-Plate also has the gluten-free pantry. So I usually eat at B-Plate. So now that we're done talking about dining halls, let's talk about takeout places. So takeout places are essentially restaurants where one swipe gets you a set meal, where you usually get an entree with a side and a drink. So the first one I'd really like to mention, and that I also think is a really popular one, is Rendezvous. So Rendezvous is located right, a, uh, right in the middle of the Reber Court, and it serves a meal and a fountain drink. And it's divided into two sides, which is what makes it so special. The east side gives you a variety of Asian food, whereas the west side gives you Mexican food. So both sides have different combos and specials, and some specials, especially on the east side, are only available daily during lunch. So for me personally, I'm really into Ronde West, which serves Mexican food, because I think their burritos are always really great. And I can always get a bean burrito, I could get like a tofu burrito, and 
I really like that you get the option of choosing what's inside each burrito, which is also what gives it such a huge line and sometimes takes a really long time to get your meal. But at the end of the day, I always think getting stuff at Rondé West is worth it, and I would always do it if I have time for dinner especially. What about you guys? Yeah, I also really like Rondé West. I feel like it's a very solid, especially the combo, which is basically... Um, it's like a choose your own, build your own kind of bowl thing. You can choose bowls like tacos, burritos. So it's basically UCLA's take on Chipotle. And so it's always really solid. You can go to like everything is pretty like likable, I feel like. And you could always switch things up if you're feeling like a burrito one day and like a taco another day. And you can like switch up the toppings, which is really nice. And that's uh, West is definitely something I go to pretty frequently because it's very reliable and consistent. And I mean, I actually haven't had many of the specials at West, but I have had the spinach cheese quesadilla, which I really liked. What about you, Kyla? I went to Rondé West one time and I like it was good. And I it is like I feel like one of the most popular ones, um, but there is a lot of cross contamination. So I never went back, <laughs> but it looks good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then the other side, I wouldn't say is as popular. It's uh, Ronda East, and they do Asian food. So their combo is basically UCLA's take on kind of like a Panda Express. They give you like uh, like a main course to choose from. So like r- fried rice, white rice, chow mein kind of thing. And they have like sides to go with that. I'm not the biggest fan of Panda Express in general. And so that also wasn't really my type of food. But they did have some pretty good specials. Um, I've had the banh mi. I've had that pretty frequently. And they have like ramen and pho, which are nice because they're actually hot. Whereas if you go to like the Dre, which we'll mention soon, it's kind of like ready made and kind of warm, if anything. So yeah, some of the specials at East have been pretty good. And they've also done like some special days. They At the end of the quarter last year, they were doing like a Filipino night and they had like a lot of different Filipino kind of foods to choose from and that one was actually pretty good yeah i would say the same about east um around east is a place i go when i'm really short on time and i just really want to get a quick meal and on the on the other side uh, there's also not a lot of vegetarian options at Ronda East. So that's another reason why I don't go there often. I would say the chow mein is pretty good, so I have it pretty often. But apart from that, I haven't really tried any of the specials. But I would say I went to the Filipino night a few times. And even though the lines were always really long, there was like this rice that was really good. So I'd definitely say that Ronda East is known to be pretty good at the specials that they do. Whereas for the combos, I think it's mostly to serve students who really want like a quick meal or just you know, not a lot of options to choose from. And so they could just get a really quick meal done in a really short time. Yeah, talking about quick meals, I think the Dre is definitely the quickest because it is just a grab and go place. They have like ready on ready made entrees where you just like heat them up, you add some broth to it. So like they have ramen and then you would add broth to it. They have like bento boxes, some sushi, and it's just basically a grab, swipe and go. Um, I know the Dre is not the greatest place, but I lived in Centennial, which is one of the closer buildings to the Dre. So I'm not going to deny that I frequented the Dre pretty often. And it's also a good place to use up your swipes because they do have like frozen foods and stuff that you could store for later. Whereas other places, not the best at storing in like the fridge or freezer for long periods of time. What about you guys? Have you guys frequented the Dre often? Oh, for me, I've went when I first started, but I remember not liking it the first few times. I remember getting the pho the first time, but that the broth was not warm enough. And some of my other friends got the bento boxes. And for some reason, everybody that got the bento boxes told me that it wasn't great. 
But another thing that I really like about the Drey, obviously, apart from how quick it is, is that I was pleasantly surprised by the vegan cookies that they had. And they also ha had this like vegan brownie, if I remember correctly. And they always came. And so the reason why I really liked it was because it not only came in really huge sizes that I could split up and have over the course of multiple meals, but also that um, it was actually pretty tasty. And it was something that really drew people's attention in, even if they weren't vegetarian or vegan. So I think that was something that really surprised me and a place that I like Wendy always go if I'm really short on time. Moving on, some other place that's really similar to the, the Dre, I would say, is actually the study. Whereas the Dre is located somewhere in the middle of the hill, the study is like on top of the hill. And I would say while the Dre has more um, ready-made bowls with a variety of like Western and Asian food, the study has a little more of like sandwiches and other lighter meals. And so I would actually say the study's a really good choice um, for extended dinner, especially considering it's one of the few places that open till late at night. And it's a place I go to whenever I'm done with work and just want to relax with friends and get like dessert or get some um, really quick food before I head for bed. So what are you guys' experience with the study? I love the study. So they have like a, a build your own salad like or salad sandwich or pizza. And so I get the salad and um, it's just something I can always go to if there's nothing else for me to eat. And then I also just love the atmosphere in there. It's like a library kind of, but you can eat or like be with your friends and like talk, but everyone's still studying. So I really um, like it in there. And I also uh, get the coffee in the morning. Um, yeah, I actually worked at the study, so I'm pretty familiar with their menus and everything. Uh, the study is definitely one of the most popular places. The lines are usually crazy, so I actually never got the study besides while I was on a shift. So the study does like basically what you guys talked about, build your own stuff. So at breakfast, they do a build your own bagel and build your own skillet. They have like the build your own salads, pizzas and sandwiches, like you said. And so I think a lot of people really like it because it's so customizable. And I would say that I do like a solid sandwich there. They have a lot of different toppings and different like sauces that you can put. So it's just very solid ingredients together. Yeah, I've definitely waited over an hour for my food. I remember the first time I went, I actually waited upwards for two hours, one hour in the line and then another hour to get my food just because of how popular it was at the start of the quarter and the start of the school year. But nevertheless, I still think the experience was pretty worth it because you get a taste of the UCLA dining halls because UCLA dining halls in general are just pretty crowded, but also that the study has pretty consistent quality across all of their menu items. And I think that's why students go back a lot and why it's such a popular place for students. And so personally, I also really like the dessert options that they have, the crepes and like the waffles. And even though the, the sizing and the portions have changed, I still go back every now and then when I have an extra swipe or when I have some time before bed. Yeah, the study is definitely the place for extra swipes because they are the only takeout place um, besides BCAF at the end of the quarter that was doing extended dinner. So it was always super packed in there. And I know myself that I love a good midnight waffle kind of thing. Their waffles are really good. Speaking as a former worker of the study. Um, yeah. So kind of the study's biggest competitor would be BCAF. And BCAF also does something similar to the study. They do like ready-made sandwiches, so you can't really choose. And then they also have like ready-set pizzas. 
Uh, BCAF also did breakfast, but I actually never went because the study was closer. But I do know they do like bagels and like coffee. And if you guys want to speak on that some more, I didn't really go to BCAF. Um, well, spring quarter, I went there almost every day because they also, like, I don't know if they had that in the previous quarters, but they have um, a build your own salad. And then it's like, you don't have to walk all the way up to the study and the line usually isn't as long. So I, I go there pretty often too. For me, I go to B Cafe when I'm on my way to class actually, because most of the time I have mostly afternoon classes and B Cafe is a uh, is along the way where I head for classes, which is where I go behind the hill. So I usually get quick lunch at BCAF and I can eat it on the way. For example, I get a quick sandwich or I get a pizza so I can have it while walking to class. So that saves me a lot of time as well. And I think another thing that BCAFE is really known for is their smoothies. So I actually started having them during fall and, um, fall and winter quarter, but at the time they only had really limited options. So I remember it was only a mango or a strawberry smoothie. So not a lot of people knew about like the smoothies at the time. And friends that I went with, we all kind of kept it on the down low because we were like, this is so good and people haven't found out about it yet. So before the lines come, we should have it more. But one really special thing that they did during spring quarter as well was that they started making build your own smoothies. So then students could pick and choose the smoothies that they wanted with different toppings, different um yeah, different scoops of ice cream, and it just added a lot of variety to the menu. And they also added this option to extended dinner. So I think that's also why B Cafe was so crowded and so packed at the end of spring quarter as well, despite being like a competitor of the study and offering um, less build your own options in terms of other menu items. Also, like it's called like B Cafe. And for like half the year, I was just like, I wonder if they have coffee, like, I, but I never went in and they do have coffee. You can get like a latte or whatever and you can get it it's like on the side like um farther from the sandwiches but yeah so i also get that a lot yeah so those are the main takeout places that were open and we do have two more but these were interesting because they were different from regular school year so first we'll we can talk about bruin bowl and bruin bowl was only open fall quarter and this was really interesting because i would also describe it as like an idea of like a chipotle where you kind of have a base and then you choose like all your toppings so to my memory they had like a latin american bowl an indian bowl and a pan-asian bowl i think is what they called it and then the mediterranean bowl which was actually so good so i would describe the mediterranean bowl as like a kava and it's really good they have like greens and like some really good like saffron rice and meats so that was really one of my favorite places and it's really close to denev and even though it was really far i would take the walk because it was that good it was worth it what about you guys? What were your experience with it when the the short quarter that we had with it? I like the Greek week, or like the Greek, um, I think Mediterranean, and and um, the farmers one because those are like pretty plain and like um, and yeah, I missed it when it was gone. <laughs> I remember that I heard a lot about it before it was open, so I definitely kept my eyes peeled for that. And I remember as soon as it was open, I would always go and intentionally go during lunchtime where. Hopefully the lines would be shorter, but still it would take like an upwards of 20 to 30 minutes. But still it was always really worth the wait and they still have pretty good vegetarian options as well. And I remember the Indian bowl was really memorable for me. I remember the rice was really well cooked and that the sauces that they had and the toppings that they had, just everything just went along really well with each other. And considering how it's like a um, pick and choose your type of bowl thing, I definitely missed it because of the variety that it had just in terms of like the cuisine style that they had and 
and everything else. And it's also a really quick um, dining option as well, if you, if excluding the lines. So I definitely really missed it when I was gone, and I really hope that it would ba- be back like sometime soon. Yeah, it's definitely a shame that it was only open for lunch and dinner, but I guess I can't really be complaining because Feast for us was only open dinner. I think Feast popped up maybe around winter quarter. And so Feast is actually usually an Asian dining hall, but due to COVID and staffing shortages, they have like this interesting pop-up thing where they would like invite like guest chefs essentially to cook inside a Feast for us. And so they would usually serve like specials and they had like the vegetarian option. So it was really just like two different things they had. But sometimes it was really a big hit or miss. Um, I know Kogi is a really popular uh, food truck and kind of food location. But for some reason at UCLA, Kogi was not the best. Uh, so that would those days where Kogi would show up, I would definitely avoid it. But usually like Hanshik and ML Eats, I've had really good experiences. I've had some really good soba, uh, like kimbap. They do a lot of Korean food. So I would frequent feast pretty often. I think um, a couple things to just note, like, about dining halls is that um, you, like, I remember my first time eating in a dining hall, I, like, brought my backpack in, and I walked around, like, no one told me anything, and then the second time, I got stopped, and they're like, oh, you need to put it in the lockers, and so, and then forever on, you always, you when you go into a dining hall, you need to put your backpack in the lockers, I feel like that's just a good thing to know, and then also, um, if you have food allergies or anything, you can check on the UCLA website. Um, I just look up UCLA menu and then it will tell you everything that they're having that day because the menu changes too. And then it will have like everything that, um, if there's gluten in it, if there's shellfish, peanuts, you know, dairy, whatever your like allergy or like dietary restrictions are. Yeah. So circling back to feast. Um, I actually did a little research in Feast before I came into UCLA because I was really looking forward to their dining halls and I was pretty disappointed to find that not only was it not open for the first quarter but that it ended up serving different types of just expanded menus I feel for certain food trucks for example like Kogi like uh, Wendy mentioned but I would say even though I didn't go there a lot and that I've always felt really limited by their options because there was always only one vegetarian option, so it was always a hit or miss, their fortune cookies are always really good, so I always go back for a lot of them. And so now we're getting to our last option of food. So for the 2021 to 2022 school year, we did something different due to staffing shortages. Um, So we actually had tickets. In regular times, we did have like tickets that you can exchange for like a meal. So these were for food trucks or for ASUCLA tickets. So first we can talk about the ASUCLA tickets, were, which were usually, I'm pretty sure, part of UCLA. These were available to breakfast, to dinner. Um, and so you would get, you would go to a front desk and you would ask for a ASUCLA ticket. And those vouchers are worth $8. For our school year, it went towards any restaurant on campus and it would like take away $8. Some places let you stack them. There's one specific place that I know it's Kika and it serves like sushi and they do not let you use multiple tickets. But otherwise, yeah, you get, you can get like a full six inch subway for that value. So it was really convenient for me when I didn't eat breakfast on the hill, I could actually use it for lunch because if you are on the P plan, you are able to use multiple tickets. So that was really nice and especially very convenient when you have class on campus and you're able to eat at ASUCLA restaurants. So you don't have to come all the way back to the hill. Yeah, I like to go to um, Anderson Cafe and Veggie Grill. 
and um, Estonia actually taught me how to use it. But um, yeah, I I think once you like, it saved me a lot of money in the end because you get like a it, for it's like worth nine dollars, and then you turn it in, and then you it, they subtract nine dollars from your total. Yeah, I remember those are my favorite places as well, mainly because Veggie Grill obviously has a lot of vegetarian options. And at the beginning, um, when they started using the tickets, they actually did a really generous offer of having like a, a few set menu items along with a drink, which was included. And they didn't really count the amount of value that the meal was. They didn't count the cash value of the meal. So then it ended up giving me like a really huge like lunch and it was always really filling and the nachos were just always really good. As for Anderson Cafe, I usually go there when I have time between maybe like my second or third classes, but whenever I want to get like a lighter bite. And I think the coffee they serve is always really good. So even though it's a lot further than the other places that take the tickets, it's always worth the walk. Yeah, Anderson, Anderson Cafe is like a, they serve Starbucks. So I am always there. <laughs> So apart from ASUCLA, I know that um, the food trucks on the hill also do like a ticket option. And even though I haven't had a lot of experiences with the food trucks, mainly because the lines are always really long and I usually just uh, am not patient enough to wait in those lines. So I just go to a random dining hall instead. I think that it's a really good idea to have like multiple food trucks and just allow students especially with the p-plan to get multiple tickets and so they could get multiple meals with and try out different things during like the same meal time because they always serve like smaller portions or smaller meals so what are you guys' experience with uh, the food trucks yeah i was definitely a food truck frequenter because i definitely liked the variety because sometimes you have the same things in the dining halls and so the food trucks were really convenient when you just want something to go but you didn't want to have something that you've constantly had like the other takeout places at ucla these yeah and especially because like the food trucks varied per day it's necessarily not the same ones came every day some were more common than others so we had like a thai food truck that everyone loved i think it was called 88 thai food truck and so that one was some of the really popular ones were there really frequently. And I know the Thai food truck lines could be up to an hour. Um, and especially because they were located in like Reber or Sproul Court, they were a lot closer to my dorm, which is also a reason I frequented. Um, I would say one of my favorites that I can think of at the top of my head is Austin's Burgers. And the funny thing is I waited like two hours in line for a burger, even though in the end, like we do have like an in and out in Westwood, you could literally just walk there and back. And Austin burgers honestly weren't that great. But what was really good was they had this strawberry lemonade that I was I literally waited two hours for that lemonade. They have like a passion fruit version and maybe like a third one that I can't really remember. So like that was really good. And they have like some cool uh, Mediterranean, I think. So like Kalamaki, they have like euros and they had some really good like lamb beef pita euros and another one is like habibi which i really enjoyed so those are some of my favorites but there definitely were bad ones like kogi you would never see a line in front of it and so there are definitely some misses for the food trucks as well so for me personally i'm actually a big fan of the really popular food trucks which is probably why i mentioned that near the end of the school year i got really lazy about waiting in the line and so i never really went that often at the last quarter but I definitely had really good experiences with the Thai food truck, Awesome Burgers, as Wendy mentioned, as well as another one, which is called Dina Dumpling, Dina's Dumplings, which served different types of dumplings. And they had vegetarian dumplings as well, which is a pleasant surprise. And even though the lines were always really long, I would get it if I'm going with friends and 
just whenever I really, really craved it. But apart from that, I think usually I only ever get the vegetarian food truck, which I'm not really sure of the name, but I usually only get that when I'm in need of a really quick meal. And other times I usually just look at the lines and then decide whether I have the time or not, regardless of how good they are, also because of how popular they are. I would say the only disappointing thing about food trucks, though, is definitely the portion sizes are a little bit small. And for some places, you can get kind of like a side thing, but that's still worth one swipe. So, for example, Tokyo Style has some really good takoyaki, but you get like six takoyakis for like a single swipe when you can get like a rice and curry instead, which is definitely, though, what I feel like pea would be the most useful for. I feel like I would definitely want something like a side like that to go with my meal because some of the sides are really good. Um, I've never really been to the food trucks because there's not really a lot of, there's no options for me, but they do smell really good. <laughs> and, um, I think it's really cool that UCLA does that because if you're getting sick of the dining hall food, it's definitely like a good option. I would definitely say with my, the year of experience that I had with the UCLA dining, I would definitely say it's pretty pleasant and I'm really satisfied with the food that they serve and the variety of foods that they have which was something I was really pleasantly surprised by so I'd say I feel pretty blessed that we have these many options and even though at certain times we did say certain dining halls or certain places were amiss they still improvised a lot and I know the staff have been working really hard considering how much staff shortage there was and a lot of COVID restrictions so I'm really grateful that we got all these experiences and we still have this like this huge variety of food even during COVID. Yeah, on that note, I I just want to add like, please treat the staff well because we work really hard and there are definitely a lot of students, especially with the staffing shortages. So just like on that note, like please, when you're in dining halls and stuff, please clean up, be nice to the staff because we are just trying our best here with what we're given. And for me, actually, though, I know Sonia said that she actually likes the food. For me, I actually didn't really have the most pleasant experience because I do eat a lot of Asian food at home. And this is also the reason why I'm actually choosing to live in an apartment next year so I can cook for myself. Um, I think UCLA dining definitely does have a lot of variety. And I think for people that maybe aren't as picky or aren't looking for certain foods, it's definitely like a really great place. But like uh, Kyla, who has like a dietary restriction, and I know people that have allergies and the cross-contamination is pretty bad at UCLA given there's so many people to serve it's definitely something that's overlooked a lot. So yeah, UCLA dining can definitely be super great for some, but maybe depending on like your dietary habits can be not the greatest for others. I Yeah, I do really appreciate, like when I was looking into what schools to go to um, and finding that UCLA, or like which school I was going to choose and finding out that UCLA had like a gluten-free pantry, I was really appreciative of that. So I, I do feel like we're very lucky to have like multiple dining halls and a different options every day. Bruin 101 is brought to you by The Daily Bruin, UCLA's student newspaper. You can listen to this show and others by The Daily Bruin on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And a transcript for this show is available at dailybruin.com. Thanks everyone. See you next week.